When you need software for your business and you need certain features on a certain budget, check out Captera. Software selection simplified. Visit captera.com slash podcast. It's that time of the year, springtime, St. Patty's Day, and madness. That's right, everyone and their mother knows that it's time for the NCAA tournament. But if you really want to make the most of it, you got to get down some action with my bookie. Free bets, free bonus cash, bracket contests, and more. College Basketball Insider. Some news and notes from around the world of college basketball. In-studio correspondent for WFAN and CBS Sports Radio. Attention please to John Rothstein. Please report <laughs> to St. The Insider's Insider. Joining us now with his thoughts and a break it down, John Rothstein. It's College Hoops Today with John Rothstein. Let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner. John Rothstein here on the College Hoops Today podcast later in the show we will be joined by Dayton head coach Anthony Grant. I want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast on Apple Podcasts. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you Check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. And also a reminder to find and listen to the College Hoops Today podcast on Stitcher. You can find us there right now. And also send me your questions on Twitter. I'll get to them later in this podcast. I'm at John Rothstein. That's John, J-O-N. And I want to let you know today's episode of the College Hoops Today podcast being sponsored by our great sponsor, Geico. Everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the drive. Dry cleaning, pick up some milk, here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding to do you do today. Now we've got you set for all your Geico needs. We are just days away from Selection Sunday in the year 2020. Some big picture thoughts right now at the top. Kansas, clearly a cut above the rest in college basketball. The Jayhawks still have not lost a game at full strength. 28-3 after Saturday's road win against Texas Tech. They're going to be a heavy favorite to win a national championship. I know a lot of the narrative this year has been that we did not have a dominant team in college basketball. That goes away when you look at what Kansas has done this year. Remember, Isaiah Moss was in a situation where he did not play when Kansas lost early in the season in the Champions Classic. Then you have to remember that Isaiah Moss came back, but we also saw other injuries in these losses. Marcus Garrett was injured in Kansas's one-point loss to Villanova, and Devon Dotson left the game against Baylor at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. So you look at the losses for Kansas, Duke at Villanova, home Baylor, and in all three of those games, Kansas was not at full strength. To me, with what we saw over the weekend with San Diego State, Losing to Utah State in the Mountain West Conference Tournament Championship game, it has opened the door for Dayton to be a number one seed. We're going to talk to Anthony Grant here in just a couple of minutes. Dayton, to me, has ripped through the Atlantic 10 like a chainsaw through butter. Dayton, as long as it wins the Atlantic 10 tournament this week in Brooklyn at the Barclay Center, will be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. And as far as San Diego State, I've been saying this for weeks right now, the Aztecs have a better chance to get 
get to a Final Four if they're the two seed in the West region versus being the one seed in the East where if they won their first two games, they would have to fly to the East Coast and play potential Sweet 16 and Elite 8 games in New York at Madison Square Garden. Just how good does Anthony Grant think Dayton is? How do they compare to the other great teams he's coached? Remember, he was an assistant at Florida for the 2006 National Championship team under Billy Donovan. And what about Obi Toppin compared to other players in power conferences who are up for National Player of the Year honors? We'll find out all that stuff and more when Anthony Grant, the head coach of Dayton, joins the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein. But before our conversation with Dayton's Anthony Grant, I want to tell you more about my bookie. Welcome to March, springtime, St. Paddy's Day, and madness. That's right, everyone and their mother knows that it's time for the NCAA tournament. You're going to go nuts watching games. You may even call in sick, but if you really want to make the most of it, you got to get down some action. Whether you fill out multiple brackets, put money on a national champion, or bet individual games, my bookie has you covered. The best part? One result can't ruin your tournament. That's right, no busted brackets. If your picks go bad one day, start fresh the next day. And if you thought winning your bracket pool at work was fun, imagine how you would have felt last year as Virginia pulled out all those last-second shockers, rewarding their backers with stacks of cash. My bookie is easy to use. They pay fast when you win, and they'll let you bet on anything, not just games. So make my bookie your sportsbook home for March Madness. Visit mybookie.ag today. And- and deposit with promo code Rothstein for a 50% bonus. That's promo code Rothstein. At my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Dayton is 29-2 entering the Atlantic 10 tournament this week in Brooklyn. The Flyers have been one of the great stories of this college basketball season. The head coach of Dayton is Anthony Grant. He now joins the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein and coach. 29-2, what has it been like to go through a season like this at a place like Dayton? Hey, John. First of all, man, it's good to be with you. Uh, no, it's been it's been fun, man. we got a great group of guys that uh, – you know, thankfully, we were able to accomplish our mission of, of winning the Atlantic 10, uh, going 18 and 0, great accomplishment. But we've got, you know, just a super group of of, uh, of people around us, great coaching staff. Obviously, the support we get from our fan base, our administration. So it's been a lot of fun, and obviously, for me, having a chance to do it at my alma mater makes it extra special. You know, Coach, I thought that you guys had a chance to be an NCAA tournament team entering the season. I thought you were a team that would compete for an A-10 title, but you have usurped those expectations very quickly. You made a national statement with the way that you performed at the Maui Invitational. But for Anthony Grant, for you personally, when did you personally know that this team had a chance to be really, really good? Well, you know, I felt like we were building. You know, I I knew walking in the door in year one that we, we had just graduated. Uh, Coach Miller and his staff, a, a team that went to four straight NCAA tournaments and a, a senior class that had won back-to-back A-10 championships. So you knew that there would be, you know, a process of trying to get it back together. And then in year two, you know, we elected to to be try to be strategic with recruiting in terms of what we brought in. Uh, so we had a group sitting out of transfers that we felt like were really uh, make a difference in our program. So going into this year, we felt like with the guys that we had returning, the likes of Jalen Crutcher and Trey Landers and Ryan Mikesell and Obi Toppin and Dwayne Cohill, uh, added with the group that we we had uh, sitting out, they got a chance to practice all year with us and learn our system and become familiar with 
with our identity and our culture and our style of play, we felt like we had a chance to be really good. So it's just, you know, you take it one game at a time and try to give yourself a chance every every game to, to, to put yourself in position to win. And fortunately for us, it's, it's resulted in, you know, one of the one of the best seasons, uh, you know, that uh, the A-10 has seen in terms of what we're able to accomplish. Well, and obviously, you know, that's a big and doing big part to having a player who's one of the best in college basketball and Obi Toppin. You know, I'm curious, you spent a lot of time at the University of Florida as an assistant under Billy Donovan around a lot of guys who were in the front court spots who played at a high level in college and then went on to obviously play in the NBA. Joe Kim Noah, Al Horford, players of that ilk. How does Obi Toppin compare to those players that I just mentioned? Yeah, I would say it's probably not a fair comparison because we know how the story, how the story ended up, you know, with Al and, and Joe and Corey and that crew and what they did in terms of winning back-to-back national championships and having prolific careers as pros. Uh, some of them are still, you know, continuing to play to this day. So, but I think at at this stage, you know, Obi for what he's done, and I think his best basketball is is ahead of him. I think he's only continuing to get better. But the the type of season that he's had. Uh, in college basketball uh, and what he's been able to do, you know, for not only uh, our program, but just, uh, you know, just his, his talent level, I think, is, is certainly uh, one that you can compare uh, to, to other guys, uh, you know, whether it be the Joe Kim Noah's, Al Horford's in terms of their impact on a team. But I think his story's still to be written. You know, it's interesting, Anthony, we're in a point right now in college basketball where everybody looks at sitting out as a transfer or sitting out as a red shirt as such a detriment to their overall growth. And Obi Toppin is somebody who had to sit out, had to wait a year before playing at the University of Dayton. What would Obi Toppin be if he didn't red shirt in terms of his seasoning? How much did that help him? Well, I don't think there's any substitute for experience. So Obi was, was mature enough. Uh, and was was coachable enough, uh, and with the disappointment that he got in terms of having to sit out his first year here at Dayton, that he uh, he handled it right in terms of understanding. He also not only uh, would have to have to endure not playing, but he also would have an opportunity to get better in the weight room, to get better in the classroom, to to learn our system and learn learn our terminology. So he looked at it. He was able to look at it as as what could he do as opposed to what couldn't he do, and he took advantage of that year. So, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's experience is different. But, you know, I, I would have certainly loved to have had him on the court that first year. I think that would would have certainly helped our team. But, uh, you know, he took advantage of of uh, he made the best out of the situation uh, for what it was. Dayton head coach Anthony Grant joined the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein. Flyers 29-2 and entering this week's Atlantic 10 tournament in Brooklyn. And, you know, obviously with what's happened elsewhere around the country, Dayton right now very much in the conversation for a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Coach, have you broached that topic with your team? No, not really. You know, our focus was trying to obviously take care of what was in front of us. And, you know, we, we had George Washington here for senior day and had an unbelievable uh, day. That was a full day for us with everything going on on campus and trying to send our seniors out the right way. And, you know, we, we had our hands full there. And thankfully, in the second half, we're able to kind of pull away. So, you know, now it's, it's more about uh, goal number one of, of winning, you know, the regular season. Atlantic 10 was accomplished. Now we set our sights on Brooklyn. You know, we've got the Atlantic 10 tournament coming up here this week. And, and uh, you know, we've got some really, really good teams in our league 
I know we don't get maybe the attention that some other leagues get, but you can't take away from what you know a team like Richmond did this year, going 14 and four in the league and having to play you know portions of the season without their leading score uh, for what they accomplished. And then you know you look at teams like Rhode Island and St. Louis and Duquesne and several other teams that you know we had our hands full this year. You know we go 18 and 0, but it wasn't easy. You know it, it was it was uh, you know several games could have gone either way. So you know this this Atlantic Ten tournament, we know we're gonna we're gonna face some really good competition and, and have a have a, a big challenge in front of us, and we wanna we wanna win another championship. So we we got a chance to go to Brooklyn and compete for another one, and uh, then we'll take care of of wherever whatever happens after that. We'll put our focus on that when it comes. But right now, the focus is on the on the Atlantic Ten tournament. You know, Coach, it's interesting because it sounds like you're doing a great job and, you know, everybody in your program is doing a great job of compartmentalizing what's going on in front of you. You know, I know you worked for Billy Donovan for 10 years as an assistant. I know you worked for him in the NBA as well. I know he's one of your closest friends. How much have you talked to him about blocking things out this year with the attention that's date that Dayton's getting? I remember doing an interview with him after the 2006 National Championship, and that's one of the main things he spoke about as he was preparing to go back-to-back at Florida. Yeah. You know, well, you know, I spent 10 years on his staff at Florida. And then, uh, as you mentioned, you know, two years in Oklahoma, you know, just just being around them. Hopefully you learn something you know, from from uh, just spending as much time as, as, I, as I have with him. And then on our staff, Darren Hurts uh, spent 19 years at Florida as well. And then Anthony Solomon has been a head coach uh, himself and been on a lot of really good programs that have had postseason success. So we've got a staff of, of guys that that uh kind of get in and kind of can relay that message but you know the biggest thing is is our guys are willing to listen and understand that uh at the end of the day what's real is 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 what we see in front of us and the things that we can control and so we try to keep our focus there but we we get the the other stuff that has to go on around it in terms of uh the excitement and the hype but but for us if we can just continue to to stay focused on what's real and keep our eye on the ball it's been good for us in your two previous head coaching stops in college, you led both VCU and Alabama to the NCAA tournament. I'm curious, though, after two years in the NBA, what wrinkles did Anthony Grant learn that he has now implemented at Dayton that maybe weren't in his arsenal during his first two head coaching jobs in college? Yeah, I think, you know, as, 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 a, as a coach or, you know, John, in your profession, anything you do, you're always trying to get better. You're always trying to learn. And, uh, you know, so hopefully from, you know, the however many years of experience I've been in college, I've been able to take something from every every stop along the way in college. And then obviously in the NBA, uh, you try to learn and, and, and see what you can what you can use for to apply to what you're doing. Now, the NBA game and the college game are two completely different games, in my opinion, when you look at the spacing and the rules and things like that. But certainly – you know, there's some concepts defensively that I, I thought could fit us, you know, that, that uh, I saw in the NBA and, and then offensively, uh, maybe some spacing things. But it's a different game. But uh, certainly I've tried to bring as much uh, of my experience uh, in every stop that I've been and, and the, the people I've been fortunate enough to be around and learn from uh, to bring that kind of together to, to to see what fits with where we are currently and, and maybe some of that's made a difference, but I think at the end of the day, it's about the players, you know, and, the, and the, their their uh, their talent and their willingness to to get on board with uh, you know something bigger than just them them individually and be a part of a team. 
Well, it's definitely, you know, about, you know, obviously the players and the coaches, but, you know, your players this year have comprised, in my opinion, the most aesthetically pleasing team that we have in college basketball because of how well they share the basketball. For you personally right now, what do you think are going to be the biggest keys to Dayton going on a run like you did when you were an assistant in Florida in 2006? Well, it's hard to say. I think, uh, as you know, a lot of this is about matchups, you know, as you get into the postseason. So, you know, we've got, you know, with the A-10 tournament coming up, you know, we'll have a, you know, a matchup with, with, you know, either VCU or UMass in our first game. And, you know, we've had, you know, obviously, you know, some contested, highly contested games against them. And then once you get into the NSA tournament, you know, you'll, we'll figure out what happens there, uh, you know, once we get there. But uh, I think, um, you know, for us, it's more about playing to our identity, you know, both offensively and defensively and continuing to, to find that joy that we found all year and, and, and helping each other be, become the best version of themselves and playing to our strengths and, and continue to do what we've done. You know, we've touched on Obi Toppin. We've touched, obviously, you know, on how well your team shares it. Jalen Crutcher is one of the best players at this position nationally. Trey Landers is a tremendous utility piece. But I look at your team coach, and I look at somebody like Ibby Watson, who's not really in bold print but could be a game-changer with his shot-making. And I think for you guys to go deep in the tournament, somewhere along the way, up front, you're going to have to deal with a bona fide power conference post player. And that's why I think Jordy Shimanga could be a huge, huge key defensively for your team. Even though they're not getting the majority of the attention surrounding Dayton, how big are Watson and Shimanga in their respective roles moving forward? Yeah, I mean, you could go down the line. You know, I think we're going to need everybody, you know, from, as you mentioned, Shimanga and Watson. But, you know, the guy that we haven't talked about, Rodney Chapman, you know, in my opinion, you know, is, is one of the best defensive players in the country, another point guard out there that could run our team and, and does some tremendous things for us. Ryan Mikesell is a fifth-year guy that uh, is another glue guy, you know, that, that has the ability uh, from an offensive standpoint to get it going and then defensively just really knows our system, knows what we're doing. Dwayne Cohill, you know, has been a spark for us off the bench. So we're going, we're going to need everybody. You know, Jerry Matos is a young man that – hadn't played as much, but when he's been called upon, he's been he's been there to answer the bell for. So when you get into the postseason, certainly you got to have great players, you got to have great individual talent. But it becomes more about as you're talking about the depth of your team. You know, Jordy's a guy with his size and physicality uh, that certainly, uh, you know, early in the year, you know, he didn't he didn't really get his first taste of action until we got to Maui. That was the first time he was actually able to practice the whole preseason uh so so his development over the course of the year he's just kind of been working himself into into being comfortable and I think he's at a point now where where he's pretty good you know and obviously Ibby Watson all year has been that guy for us in terms of his ability to really be a spark plug and you know uh what he provides from a scoring standpoint coming off the bench has been a great boost to us but you know I think we've got some really good pieces that that understand the roles and you know once you once you get to the postseason it's all got to come together Dayton head coach Anthony Grant joined the College of State podcast with John Rothstein. Flyers 29-2 entering the Atlantic 10 tournament this week in Brooklyn. You know, Anthony, it was great having you in our studio at CBS last year during the tournament. You know, some of my bosses said, you know, that you were a lot more polished than people were do- that were doing this for a living. So you started to think about job security if you're a broadcaster. But anyway, you know, as somebody who likes to obviously, as you know, dig deep when we're trying to find things to look at championship week, you're always trying to identify teams that maybe not a lot of people are talking about. But 
but could be a problem in their respective league. And I look at St. Louis as being a team in the Atlantic 10 that, again, isn't getting the attention of yourself or obviously Richmond or Rhode Island, but a team that has NCAA tournament experience, and I know you've had two battles with them this season. What is it about the Billikens that make them such a tough out? Well, Travis Ford, you know, just his, they play to his identity, man. They're just a tough, rugged crew, and, and uh, you know, he's got two guys. I, I think most of the year, I don't know if anybody else in the country has had two guys that are averaging a double-double. You know, with uh, Hassan French and Jordan Good, when those two guys are the anchors, and then you know the emergence of, of Perkins on their team over the course of the A10 season. You know, he he he's come off the bench for him. He's probably the sixth man of the year in our conference. I think he's one of the leading scorers in in conference play. Uh, they got a nice nucleus of of some vets, some tough older guys, and the young guys. You know, this time of year, you, your freshmen really become sophomores with the experience that they've gotten. So Travis has really done, a, I think, a heck of a job, you know, putting this putting this group uh, uh, together. And, and uh, they've had a, a really nice run. I think they've won maybe five or six games in a row here. And they're playing as good as anybody down the stretch. And, and you know, they were able to get the four seed. So if we're fortunate enough to, to win the first game, we could see them on the other side based on what happens with St. Bonaventure. And I think... Uh, uh, maybe Mason, I think it's the other the other side of our bracket. So, so uh, yeah, so he he's done a tremendous job, and they they got a really good group. And as you mentioned, you know that's a team that nobody's talking about right now that's playing as good as anybody in our league. You know, I think back to so many great moments that we've seen, you know, in March over the last, you know, 15, 20 years, and you were a part of them, obviously, not just at Florida in 06, but I still remember where I was when you were the head coach at VCU and you beat Duke in 2007. How much have those types of moments kind of come back to you now that you're back in college and you're coaching a team that can create their own moment with that same type of feeling? Yeah, you know, you you bring it up, but to be honest with you, I haven't really thought about it a lot. You know, I mean, I, I, we've been so locked in on trying to trying to get this thing, uh, you know, to where we could we could compete for a championship, and you know, thankfully we've been able to do that. And then, you know, as you head to March, like we are now, you know, it, it's it's you know really fun time in college basketball. Uh, you know, Mar- March is terrific. You know, so those type of things, you know, will certainly come up, um, and you know that was that was uh, certainly. Uh, you know, one of my uh, uh, proudest moments, you know, as a coach to, with that group that we had at VCU for what they were able to accomplish, you know, not, not only, you know, that win that you talk about, but, but really, you know, going out and going 16-2 and two and and winning the Colonial at the time and, you know, kind of uh, establishing uh, the dagger, Eric Maynard, <laughs> some of those guys that, <laughs> that uh, they got a chance to uh, experience that. So th- those will always be great memories for uh, you know, just for what we were able to accomplish. But, you know, this group is certainly, uh, that's, I don't know how many years ago that was, but this is a different identity, different age in college basketball. So this group will have to find its own path. Final thing, you're coaching at your alma mater. You're 29-2. and two. You had a perfect regular season. And, you know, you have a chance, again, and you're in position, in my opinion, to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament and advance deep in the NCAA tournament. Whether you win a national championship or not, this whole ride is going to end in a little bit less than a month. How do you allow yourself to enjoy it when I know all you're thinking about is the next task in front of you? 
That's a great question, man. You know, and, and I could make some stuff up for you, you know, but, but you know, for me right now, is my job is to, is to stay focused on the opportunities that lie in front of us, you know, and at some point, hopefully, I will be able to take a step back and, and, and look back on it and, 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 and really, you know, appreciate what this group has done. But I think my responsibility to our staff, to our players, to everybody associated with, with, with Dayton basketball is to make sure we keep our eye on the ball and keep moving forward because I think there's a lot more opportunities out there for this team to take advantage of. And we got to try our best to make sure we're prepared to do it, uh, you know, and, and we'll go from there. Well, Anthony, thanks for your time. Know how busy you are. Congratulations on an unbelievable season. You're a great ambassador for Dayton. You're a great ambassador for college basketball. Best of luck the rest of the way, and as always, look forward to staying connected. Always a pleasure, John, man. Appreciate you. We'd like to thank Dayton's Anthony Grant for joining us on the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. Before we get to our social media portion of the program, do you ever feel like you're always on, that you just need a moment to turn off for a little bit? If the pace of things is wearing you down, take my advice and choose the one beer that's made to chill. That's Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Listen, I spend a lot of time on the road in my job, especially during college basketball season. From November through March, my life is always go, go, go. That's why Coors Light is the one beer I choose when I need a moment of chill. It's literally made to chill. Heck, even the Coors Light bottles will tell you how cold it is. The mountains turn blue. If the pace of things is wearing you down, take a moment, pause, refresh yourself. Take it from me. There is no better reset button than a night of college hoops, a pizza, or two if you're me, and cracking open a can of the perfect refresh beer for chilling. That's Coors Light. Coors Light is brewed with a three-step cold process. Cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged, so it's actually made to chill. Born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in 78, Coors Light is refreshing, crisp, and only 102 calories. Remember, it's okay to sit back and turn life off for a little bit. So when you want to reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. That's Coors Light. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Time now for me to take your questions on Twitter. I'm at John Rothstein. That's John, J-O-N. Our first question is going to come from Brian Metcalf, and it's John. Does 19 and 15 get your ticket punch for the big dance? Well, Brian, that's a very difficult question. It depends on the team. It depends on the resume. For a team in the Big Ten to have 19 wins and have, obviously, quad one victories on its resume, 19 and 15 would make, obviously, a lot of sense, but it all depends on the resume. Our next question comes from... John, if Houston wins the American Conference Tournament, is that league a one-bid league? It's possible, John. I still think one of Cincinnati or Wichita State will get in the NCAA Tournament, but the Atlantic 10 and the American have an interesting dynamic this week because they have two teams that are locks, Houston and the American, Dayton and the Atlantic 10, and then they have a couple of teams right now between those two leagues on the bubble, Richmond, Cincinnati, Wichita State. Those three teams, Richmond, Cincinnati, Wichita State, cannot afford to lose early in their conference tournaments, have Cincinnati above Wichita State right now. Our next question is going to come from Dr. Nab, and it's John. If UNC wins the ACC, what seed do they wind up with? I'm seeing a possible UConn-type run with Kemba Walker coming for Cole Anthony. It's funny you said that. I think that Cole Anthony and North Carolina have a chance to win games at the ACC tournament. He didn't have a great offensive game Saturday against Duke, only scored nine points, but it's very rare that you have a potential lottery pick 
on a team that looks like a bona fide bid stealer. North Carolina, to me, could be a very intriguing team this week at the ACC tournament. And our final question comes from UCLA Bucks. Since John, is UCLA in? And if yes, how far are they going? For me, for UCLA to avoid a very nerve-wracking selection Sunday, the Bruins would have to win at least one game in the Pac-12 tournament, and it's shaping up if Stanford beats Cal for UCLA to play Stanford in the quarterfinals. If the Bruins win that game, UCLA, I think, is likely to be in the NCAA tournament. If they don't, it's going to be a very tense selection Sunday. And Stanford, conversely, will have to win that game as well to cement the bid. So there's a lot of different scenarios this week where we're going to have different potential play-in games during conference tournaments for the NCAA tournament. And now, before we get to five good nuggets, I want to tell you about this simplified software selection at Capterra. You may have noticed I'm kind of into college basketball. So much so, there's not much time for anything else. That's why I love Capterra, the free online resource that helped me find the software I need fast in the vast sea of selection. Think about it. When you need software for your business, you need certain features on a certain budget, and wading through the options on your own could take forever. Captera helps you find the perfect software for you fast. Captera simplifies your search by quickly filtering the options by feature and by price, allowing you to compare your choices side by side and save your favorites among over 700 specific categories of software and with over 1 million reviews of products from verified users like you. You can make your selection quickly and easily. Visit captera.com slash podcast for free today to find the right software choice for your business. That's captera.com slash podcast. C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash podcast. Capterra. Software selection simplified. Now, let's get to some nuggets. Five good nuggets. Five. Five. Six. No, five. But you were close. Nugget number one, Kansas City shootout. Speaking of playing games, Thursday's Big 12 tournament quarterfinal between Texas and Texas Tech is essentially a playing game. The loser of this game is likely going to miss the NCAA tournament. Nugget number two, Discovery is coming. Remember this, nine years ago, UConn lost to Notre Dame on the last day of the regular season. They finished 9-9 in the Old Big East. Then Kemba Walker led the Huskies to five straight wins at the Big East tournament and then six straight wins in the NCAA tournament to win a national championship in 2011. The meaning of this is this. Just when we think we find out the answer, somebody else in college basketball is going to change the questions. Access is coming to more games. Discovery also coming to new history in the sport. Nugget number three, a thing of beauty. Tony Bennett led Virginia to a 15-5 and record this season with a team that averages just less than 57 points per game. Virginia doesn't have what it had, but it still has enough to win multiple games in the NCAA tournament. Nugget number four, Husky starting the bark. Washington last week swept the Arizona schools, Arizona and Arizona State, back-to-back on the road. This is your bid stealer to watch at the Pac-12 tournament with Isaiah Stewart and Jaden McDaniels, two potential lottery picks, playing at a high level. Nugget number five, the American dream. Providence is the team to watch at the Big East tournament. The Friars have quietly played their way into the bracket of the NCAA tournament by winning 6th Street. They'll be playing with house money at Madison Square Garden. Providence is always very well represented in terms of its fan support at Madison Square Garden. Keep your eye on the Friars. Keep your eye on Luan Pipkins for Ed Cooley's team. Providence riding high right now into March. Games to Watch is being brought to you this week by Capterra. Software selection simplified. Visit capterra.com slash podcast. 
Games to watch. Games to watch. This is going to be simple. Watch all of them. This is March. This is madness. This is why we do a podcast 52 weeks a year. This is why we get excited to bring you the best guests that we can get to you each and every week for as long as we've done this podcast, and that's not going to continue. We'll be back next week with a special bracket breakdown. We'll break down all 68 teams from soup to nuts. We'd like to thank Dayton head coach Anthony Grant for joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. We'll be back next week, same bad time, same bad channel. This was the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein.